Hey, Jamie, I've got a question for you. What do you want, Tom? Who's on the podcast this coming Friday? Oh, is it someone big? Boy. Is uh, it a big one? Shall I bother listening this week? Yeah. If I was going to say uh, take. And I would say off no, your trousers. No, no. Take. Me out. No, take. Paddy McGuinness. No, take. Take on me. Take that. Wow. Have a little patience. But hang on, presumably you've only, you haven't got all three of them, have you? Presumably you've just got one of them. Buddy, we have all three of them on the podcast. They've released a new album. It's coming out. They're going on tour. They talk about the ups, the downs, the lefts, the rights, on everything that happened in Take the That. The ins, the outs. And they reveal it all this Friday. Exclusively. On Private Parts. That's a big one. I'm going to listen to that. So yeah, and you've had some phenomenal guests on there, and um, I think one of the most interesting aspects of your podcast, which we're not going to do here because I'm presenting it, is that you don't edit it. Yeah, yeah, I don't edit. It's I've only realised it's mad this because this is something I've not not talked about. I've done a thing recently for the BBC for the British Stammerers Association because yeah. I've got a stutter really? and I've always been fine with it and I kind of I leave it in there it's unedited Love. I think it's an incredible important part of it's an integral part of Scrooby's completely it? but it's 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 a mad one that just going over a lot of the stutter stuff because my stutter is something I don't really think about I'm generally like I don't like to make it a big deal. I don't think it should be a good a big deal. I think it should just be considered an ac- like an accent. Yeah. I don't think we should be doing all this to try and cure a stutter. It's like it's nothing. It's not a. You're not broken. It doesn't need to be fixed. Yeah. We just need to be okay with people stuttering. It shouldn't be a big deal. But I realise that that's part of the reason I don't edit my podcast because if I had to sit there and listen to it all, <laughs> it'd break me. Just going, oh, I didn't know I was stuttering at that point. Or, really? Do you know what I mean? It, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I think it'd do me in a bit. So I think it's a subconscious artistic choice. To Has not... your stutter changed in any way? It was a, a lot worse when I was a kid. Um, I have periods now where, like... I have people who've known me ages who don't realise I've got a stutter because in the right moment, I'm just chatting and not stuttering. But the podcast has been a, a mad one for, for that because I had 10 years of doing music and all this other stuff and I don't stutter like when I rap or I never yeah, no, particularly stuttered on stage or any of this kind of thing. So as soon as I started doing the podcast, I was having people constantly being like, what happened? 
like when did you get a stutter? I was like, no, no, no I've always had a stutter. <laughs> I just, it just, I guess, yeah. Does it trace? Are there, there any? Do they ever trace um, stutters to, to something? Yeah, man, to it's it. dark. Um, it's, it's it's often or the, again I've been learning a lot more about it in these these last few weeks because I did a thing called a, it, yeah. a lifeline appeal on the BBC and it's on iPlayer and stuff like that Amazing. it'll be on iPlayer until the end of the year I think um, but the popular a popular theory is that it comes from a, tra- a traumatic event right. and I l- learned that mine came from uh, when I was four almost drowned in France no and I got swept out to sea and water was going in my mouth constantly my dad came out and saved me and it was all good but that supposedly was the kind of latent thing that 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 gave me my stutter wow yeah I I mean that's that's it's quite um yeah that's a that's a lot I mean that that it's it's very tangible, I feel. Yeah, that as yeah, a connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's almost like you're there, still there. Oh, what I love is that. I mean, this what this discussion and podcast is. Do you, is swim, do you about. swim now? Sorry, do you? Yeah, is yeah, it, I, did, swim, I like it, it now. I didn't as for a long time as a kid. I didn't swim. I avoided it. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm not up for that. But um, yeah, I just find the mind a fascinating thing. Like again, it's I've got comfortable with my stutter, but. The fact that we don't really like, we can understand that that's a trigger point, mm. but we don't really, no one really understands what a stutter or a stammer is. Yeah. Um, and things I've found in it's recent like a years. It's a neurological thing, like a pathway. It's, yeah, it's meant to be a neurological thing, but it's unclear how or why. Right. And a, th- a thing that I found in recent years, and this is like a, if, if, it feels like a party tr- a trick now, but I stutter on the name of the comedian, Dylan Moran. I struggled to say. A Dylan Moran. It's, it's it's something I get stuck on, but I got taught a tapping technique of syllables. So if I say Dylan Moran, Dylan Moran, and tap the syllables out on my arm, Dylan Moran, I can say Dylan Moran, but if I don't, I can't. How how crazy is the brain? Yeah, that is literally mental. That is literally mental. But again, I guess it's a distraction thing or a rhythm thing. Dylan Moran. Again, I'm, I'm also just happy we get to do the Moran a lot. I, I yeah, do like yeah, yeah, I just say, can't say I didn't want the podcast, Did and you? I thought we we're going to have this huge connection over it. He was, no, he was he didn't like, care. all right. <laughs> like, genuinely, I, I told this whole story. I was like, and I almost drowned on this. He was like, cool. Uh huh. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake! Like, but it's like it's hard for him to not be in character, isn't it? Yeah, completely. It was the most awkward so, podcast I've done. <laughs> Scroob, so yes. very honoured to call you a friend. Um, done work together in the past. I do also remember probably having my most incredible DJ set at the Bedroom Bar, yep. where I did put on Backstreet's Back. Yeah, um, it went off straight after Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, and the crowd went nuts. Yeah, can't yeah. lie. Can't Kim lie. into yeah. into Backstreet's Back. Yeah, no mixing. No, just you know fading in and out. Doesn't matter. Classic. It's what the people want. Um, <laughs> You actually, your, your name first entered into into my world. I might have said this on your podcast, but I can't remember. There's this, a music teacher of mine called Mr. Greville, and he and he is an, a prime example of like I'd say a, a kind of radical teacher. Yeah, you know yeah. those ones who are like in your mind they've walked into the room and they're like, you know what, f the books. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what, fuck the curriculum. Yeah, like yeah. watch for it out. And I remember he in one class, but I'm pretty sure we we're learning music theory. Yeah. Right, so that's like Sibelius and like notes and that. Yeah. Quavers, whatever they're called. What are they called? Quivers. Yeah, yeah. Quavers. Qu- quavers. Semi-quavers. Right, that's quavers. it, yeah. Which are, I just realised they're crisps. Anyway. Yeah. 
So I guess it's because the crisps are shaped like kind of like us. Really? Yeah. They are, aren't they? Though. No. Yeah. So no we were in that music theory <laughs> lesson, and he sat us down. Swear. Oh, actually, it was extracurricular. I can't lie. Sorry, it's extracurricular music. Yeah. So he can go a little bit off the rails. Can, I think we could even can, wear our own clothes. He can go there. It yeah. was mad. And he sat us down, and he was like, "Right, bang," and he played "Thou Shalt Always." And he was like, and that last line. For those of you who don't know, you were in a duo, Dan Lassac yes. and Scribbius Pip. And um, you had a, 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 oh, a, good, a good few years of, of limelight at a point when I wouldn't say that spoken word is as palatable as it no, is. No, it was right when, or, or there was no demand at all for spoken word <laughs> at that point. <laughs> That's why it was weird that, that Thou Shout got in the top 40 yeah. and then all this other stuff, a letter from God to Man was another one that was in the top 40 that it's straight up, it's a spoken, it's over a beat or it's whatever, poetry. but it's not, it's not like verse chorus or anything like that. It's like, here's Well, here's you actually adamantly, aggressively yeah. take that down. Yeah, That should yeah. not make competitive generic music. That should not make competitive generic music. That should yeah. not make competitive generic music. Exactly. But it was the last line, which yes. was, I think the... Which is the centre point, the the um, the shock, the theatrical climax, which is thou shalt always kill. Yeah. And I remember my music teacher was like, "It's just you know, the depth because I suppose we will, but you know, the yeah. <laughs> and it uh, and it, yeah, it really made an impact. The beauty of 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 coming into a pop world with a seeming kind of intellectual angle which again I didn't do great at school or anything it's mad like I've had a load of different songs of mine used in classes in schools yeah, it's, yeah, it's crazy yeah. but it means that people then I always think David Lynch yeah. I love him but I always think he puts a load of stuff in there that he doesn't know what it means and then his, <laughs> and then his fans go here's what it means and over intellectualise it yeah, and that always kill was one of them which was great because the main keys is that is the line before that is thou shalt think for yourselves. Yeah. And that was the, the key one because it's after I spent three minutes telling you what you should do. Yeah. I'm yeah, then yeah. saying, but ignore all of that. So I then had people saying, Oh, but this contradicts this and this contradicts no, this. Like, I'm of like, course it does. Yeah, but that's because I've got the thing. That's yeah. that's the point. It's not about actually preaching. And that should always kill was genuinely just a like you, like you kill a gig yeah you, you, you kill a gig or you kill a well, verse or you kill a show and then it became all these different things because people yeah. were like well there's this and it's it's humanity and all that I'm like yeah it's that as well see I interpreted like that alright screw yes. so established how I know you how I heard you and all that I need to ask you straight up how you are and and I need to ask you genuinely how you are mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm good you know it's, it's a weird one because in the last this year is the first year. I've, I've always been someone who's a big believer in taking control of your own emotions. Right. That we've got a level of control over this. But equally, as you were touching on earlier, that the only... That happiness isn't the only emotion that we need to experience or happiness shouldn't be the only goal or thing that we strive to. So yeah, I true. have ups and downs, but I always feel, in general, they're reasonable. It's, it's on a reasonable axis, if you know what I mean. I'm not yeah, going yeah. To a, a, a too far one way. But this year is the first year I had a week or so of being a bit, of losing that control a little bit and being a bit spun. And it's because of all this stuff I've been, I've been doing the about stutter. stutters. Because, again, it's it was a weird one. But before we were rolling, we were talking about kind of 
that like you see I'm stuttering more now now I'm talking yeah. about it uh, we were talking about humble brags and stuff like yeah, that yeah, yeah. and I had this weird thing where in the same week of preparing for this BBC thing I had a guy who's doing a, a book on on speech impediments and he highlighted to me that when I had my XFM show uh, the beatdown and I openly started on it it's the first time in broadcast history You've apparently that. that someone has openly and uneditedly started that I was like it's part of the show we're pre-recording but we're not going to retake it's just this and things like that whilst it was meant as a man congratulations you've done a good thing there I didn't think about it at the time and if you think about stuff like that you're then liable to start thinking about what restrictions there are on you as an individual so I I had a week or so thinking right my podcast is doing good but is it as big as it's ever going to get? Because that's the most amount of people who will be listen willing to, to listen to someone who's got a stutter every week. No. Or on the acting front, is my acting... Acting's been going great. Am I kind of at a plateau? Generally not. I can generally get it under control. But again, it might... It's the weird thing is, I started to then think, because I don't always notice it, I was like, have I been stuttering at half of these auditions? Is the reason I didn't get that role that I adored, because I started... I thought I smashed it, but I'm in there right. going... You know, right, right, right. So I, had a, I had a week or so of kind of a, a facing that kind of stuff. Do you? And I don't normally do that. <laughs> and do you think it's just because you spent so much time talking about it's it? It's because it had become a, a, a focus, and it is something that whilst that's tough. I've never, I've never shied away from it. I don't want it to be something that people feel awkward uh, talking to me about. That's kind of the point of it: is that it shouldn't be a big deal. But yeah, it was that. I think I had a week or so where it was such a focus that it made me start thinking again and it was because of people being nice it was because of people saying you've done so well kind of with the unspoken bit being you've done so well considering do you know what I mean that's the bit that it felt like that made me kind of feel right is that is this the most I can do by chance I I had a chance an unplanned hangout with my mum just as it was all all, all happened, I, I, I spoke to her and it helped me kind of figure it out a little bit. It helped me kind of clear my head on it all. Yeah. And it was, again, it was that good thing of good to talk to someone. It happens that, that my mum has worked at the Samaritans for years. So she knows about talking to people or just listening to people. Do you, you, see, know a, what do mean? you see a therapist? No, I never have. I never have. I've, I've, it's a weird one. I talk about it a lot. I recommend it a lot. I think... The mental health issues we have at the moment are huge, but I also think they're often amplified by um, almost the demonization of it, or or the or the fact that because I get I I get down sometimes, but it's normally because something bad has happened. For me, that isn't a problem. That's a natural reaction. Yeah. So it's it's that kind of thing. I think we are now quick to go. Oh, you need to get that fixed. Do you know what I mean? You're suffering from depression, you need to get that fixed. It's like, well, no, it's if it's a... There's a difference if, between depression and sadness. Yeah, exactly. A reasonable re- reaction to having a bad month or two, I'm kind of okay with that. I don't yeah. feel I've ever got to the point where I'm depressed. Oh. I said I've been sad. Listen, I've, if been, if I've been just middling for a long time, all, all those kind of things, but yeah. Well, that's good. But it is something I said, it's something, it's something I've had to think about because it's something I push so much on the podcast that people should get help should I just think therapy is Samaritans or all these other things calm all these you don't necessarily I feel like you don't necessarily need to have an issue to do therapy I think therapy is just like yeah I mean 
I, I mean, people usually go, especially men, usually go at a, like a crisis point. Yeah. Like the idea of just figuring out what motivates you or what you need. Yeah. Some but, if you, but it sounds like, you, you know, you've set up, you've managed to um, create um, healthy methods of processing. I know that you yeah. exercise a lot and yeah, yeah, you're yeah. very routine based. Yeah, C- completely. I think all those things help. I think also I benefit from, it's weird, because again, it's not something I talk about loads. I've got an older brother who's um, got his master's in, in philosophy, is wow. very clever and has got a lot. Do you know what I mean? So he's a really good leveling point. Wow. He's, he's kind of the person who kind of taught me that it's not all about, again, it confused, like anytime he brings it up, up to my parents, they get confused completely. But his, his point is that happiness is great but it's not the only emotion or only goal. 100% it's, not. And again, I think the fact that we perpetuate that in society a lot ends up being damaging because then you feel, oh, if you're not beaming with happiness, oh, I'm down, I'm losing, I'm losing a linchpin of It's the linchpin of consumerism, that, yeah, isn't it? It's like, it's how, it's how you control people. This will make you happy. Yeah, yeah. exactly that. Yeah, I know it's sad that, I know what you mean completely. And I think that's what something we, that is, a, in a, I suppose, the Iron Hole campaign and, and the things around it is, wanting to make well, anyway my idea of destigmatizing or opening up the language around it is to not feel as though that you have to be what we consider to be normal do you know what yeah, i mean like that yeah. actually feeling sad's cool and 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 i do know what you mean i think we have to be careful i think we have to be careful or conscious as we evolve and become more aware of things yeah that we don't manifest things that's yeah. another i don't want people to run around grabbing labels so that there's yeah completely so they can hide behind them it's the fine balance because again i think it's great that there's a greater awareness and discussion of all of these things i think that's not only great cru- crucial but yeah. it's crucial that there's awareness so uh, i feel completely the same and i worry that by saying oh uh, are we grabbing at at, at, at these terms we've heard I think it's, it's, that it's we a pendulum, talk isn't it? Do you know what I mean? It's yeah, no, it's, it's like a pendulum thing. And I think that's why... So say, for example, of Music for Mental Health, we're collaborating with Calm, who you do a lot yeah. of work with, The Mix and YMCA. And I think that's, for me, that's the most honest way of looking at it, is that I... You know, I remember what, what the YMCA Youth Club was like when I was a kid. And I remember the youth workshop I went to, Audioactive and whatever else. And when you're young you are experiencing these different emotions yeah. and it's just having someone support you through experiencing them. And yeah. that I think is the healthiest way to look at it. It's yeah, not saying completely. like, you know, um, let's all huddle around each other and discuss why we're never going to get out of bed. It's, it's not that at all. It's actually, you know, like I, I had a friend of mine, I hope he doesn't mind me saying, I won't say his name, but came, was over at my flat last night. He actually locked himself out and, um, <laughs> of his, he's my neighbor. Yeah. And, um, Really, you know, he's a hardworking boy, like, you know, um, balanced life. But he, from what I understand, was grieving, do you know what I mean? Because uh, one of his grandparents passed. And, mm-hmm. you know, he, I said, how are you feeling? He's like, oh, I've kind of had a bit of a weird, weird two or three days. And my first thing was like, it's absolutely fine. Do you know what I mean? And, and, he, and to be honest, he wasn't actually trying to contest it. But it was yeah. one of these wonderful moments where I just got to look at a human being. He was just going through a phase, of yeah. course. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I love that. I love what you said there of having people to help see you through these times. So yeah. rather than say we're going to solve it yeah. or, 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 or be a solution. Have, have you ever seen the film Harvey? No. It's my, it's my favourite 
film okay. of all time. It's, a, it's a Jimmy gonna, Stewart film, and I'm gonna put it down. So dude, I'm sure. I make no, and it, it it feels like it's as as relevant now as it was when it was made in like the fifties or whatever. Because it's about a guy who's clearly got some mental health issues. He's a bit delusional, and it's about a guy. As I said he's he's got some mental health issues. He's got his best friend is an imaginary uh, six foot rabbit. Brilliant. Um, and all this. And it's about his family trying to get him into um, a mental home. And it kind of, it goes around at, to the point where you're going, well, he's happy with the way his mind is at the moment. He's in a happy place. If we fix him, he's going to be in a, m- a miserable place. Yeah. Our solution is to make him sad and miserable like the rest of us, rather oh. than just cope with or, um, yeah, handle the... The, the happy, peaceful person is. He's got a, a line in it which I used, I sampled Ill- illegally on one of my first tracks, <laughs> um, where he says, um, um, my mum used to say to me, in, in this world, Elwood, you can be oh so smart or oh so pleasant. For years I was smart, I recommend pleasant. Wow. And it's just the most beautiful, like there's tons of just beautiful moments like that. And it, it really, it feels like a film, like as soon as I started, or before I was getting into acting, I was like, at some point I want to get to a point where I get to, to remake Harvey because it feels just so prevalent for so now, now that we're trying yeah. to diagnose everything and medicate everything rather than say right well this person's different how are they different is it is it damaging to them yeah. is it damaging to us do we need to to fix them or do they need fixing it's just tools yeah. the way I look at it is it's we're trying to create toolkits yeah and and it's the difference between my how I feel in myself after ha- having started therapy and done various bits of research and understanding, and of course with his campaign, you know, is that now when I feel a type of way, I know what I need to do. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's it, you yeah. know? And I just want you know, I just want as many people as possible to understand that, especially men, you know, yeah. especially young men, because still, even my rela- in my friendships with boys who I love, adore, mm. there's a natural rhythm that we're not used to. And... I start to realise why I had have so many girlmates because yeah. of that kind of you know guys are some guys I think uh, one could generalise and say they do is just open up to women whether they're seeing them or not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah um, that's true. I know guys. You know, I know there's also a generalisation of boys being boys with their boy mates, yeah. but I do even in that context, you then think when they do meet a girl, it's like, Bah yeah, here's all my stuff. It's it's finding yeah. the ways to be open. With your mates, or be the person that your mates can be open with. I had one a few months back where a mate of mine hit me up, and it was clear he was kind of having a, a, a rough time. And we went for a, a walk, which seems ridiculous in this day and age. Like we didn't go to the pub. We said, <laughs> "Let's go for a walk, mate." And we and we walked for like two hours, and we just chatted Love and that. got for all of it. And it was it was amazing. It was perfect. And I think if we'd gone and sat somewhere. We would have just talked about about the news or about this or about that, or if we'd come around and played computer games, we, 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 we might not have got to that point because we just went and walked. There was no feeling of anyone listening in because we're constantly on the move. Do you know what I mean? It was just yeah. this beautiful out in the open, and nothing felt too heavy. Were you both naked? We weren't at the start <laughs> <laughs> or at the end in the middle. <laughs> um, I love that. Because that was it, because both of us were like, well, we're not, neither of us are particularly big drinkers anymore. And it's such a male thing to, oh, should we go to the pub and have a chat? It's like, well, if you don't 
go to pubs much, does that remove your opportunity to talk to your friends? Mate, do you know what like, I'm saying? No, that's, or drink. I've been sober as well. It's been wild. Like. Exactly. That's it. I've, it's that <laughs> thing of finding ways to go, right, it's not, the pub isn't the reason we're Why? getting together. It's, just happens to be the, yeah. the the societal location that we tend to go to. Let's just go for a walk. Let's go out in London or do whatever. Mate, you know, it doesn't the, have having, to be, oh, we're going to the pub or we're not meeting up. Totally. That's what, you know, that's one of the, like I said with the toolkit, the toolkit is I've, I've, I'm now learning to not be so hard on myself, to not judge what mm. I do, to not like be annoyed at myself. You know, a lot of my issue would be like, say I do drink again or say I do you know, eat a dodgy meal or whatever else. I'm a person who has the capacity to be like, now nah, you're going to feel like this. Now nah, this mm. is wrong. Now nah, this is going to be a domino effect for the rest of your life. Imagine if no, you had eaten yeah, that yeah. salad, not that burger, then in 20 years, you'd be happy. Yeah. But like, but um, now I have this beautiful thing with, with a dog, with, you know, it's the dog that's provided this. Some people are disciplined enough to not need a dog for this, but um, I have this wonderful dog, Spike. And it's literally like, even last night, I was in a mood, mate. Do you know what I mean? I was actually in a mood. I was actually sulking, which is a specifically male thing, apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was actually, I was on the phone to my girlfriend. I was being awful. Not like awful, like, you know, um, <laughs> awful, awful. I, yeah. I, I was very clear of the fact that I was in a sulky yeah, mood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was one of these things where I think she said something like very like, <laughs> so I was just thinking about how ridiculous it is. But she said something very like sweeping yeah. about about something and I was like what <laughs> so you want to know that's like, not the what game. do you mean you're being like you're definitely exaggerating oh, so man. we had this back and forth and I said to her you know what I'm just, I'm just gonna have to just get a bit of sleep and we'll find in the morning yeah. and I had this beautiful thing which I've never had before well I struggled with my, most of my life when I went to sleep knowing that I'd feel better in the morning because I had the tools mm. so yeah, I'm like yeah. I'm gonna draw a line under it tonight and tomorrow morning wake up yeah. I'm going to take the dog for a walk. I'm going to have a good breakfast with proteins and with a good coffee. And I'll get to speak to the Scroobies Pit tomorrow. Yeah. And that was like, that lifted me. It's wicked. As I said, it's this, it really is. And the key there is that it's, everyone wants... Um, By the way, my uh, girlfriend was totally fine. She, she had a good night too. Like, right double check. Yeah, I text her in the morning. She's wonderful. Um, it's, everyone, everyone wants there to be a one-size-fits-all toolkit. Yeah. And that's not the case, particularly with mental health. There's, it's so, it's so, it's so personal, and yeah. you need to find those things that are right, right for you. Manage. Even with, as we talked about therapy and stuff like that, I've known people who've not who've who who have walked away from therapy because the first person that they happened to go in with it, it wasn't the right fit. Yeah, and I think to... it's such a scary and dangerous thing because. It is also personal. It's it's not like oh you go to the doctors and they've got a list of things that here's how to fix you. It's like you have to find that connection. Yeah. So it's worth going a few times. Equally, if you're like, well, my solution is going to be I, I play this certain song, and the first few times that song works, and then all of a sudden it stops working. Mm. That doesn't mean you're out of out of tools. Like there's more tools out there. You just, just need to find the right ones. Exactly. Yeah. And people, like I say, people deal with it differently, and and. I think a reason why it's so important to have people on the ground with this stuff is because anxiety and depression, anxiety in a more extreme form, because obviously everyone does have mm -hmm. anxiety, it's when it becomes an overload. They are, they work against you, do you know what I mean? So it is important for people to understand what's needed. Because yeah. when you're anxious and depressed at the same time, it's quite difficult to get through, it's quite difficult for people to get through to you yeah. because I feel as though I say you, when I've been anxiety, when, when I've had anxiety and depression at the same time, I find it quite difficult to be spoken to because 
um, they're working against each other. The anxiety needs, means that I need to breathe. Yeah. And the depression goes, well, just don't move for the rest of the day then. Yeah. Um, but when there's a space in which people, it doesn't feel like people are threatening me. You know, yeah. when people go like, oh, mate, just go for a jog. I'll be like, what the fuck? Yeah. Do you mean what are you tell me to go for a jog for? What was it going to cure cure yeah. me? Yeah. Have a jog, but it's only I've not no- heard of jogs before. I don't know about <laughs> jogging, mate. Do you know what I mean? It's but actually, if thing. someone had probably said, "Go for a walk," yeah, yeah. or I could have turned it into a jog or whatever it's else. The thing that clicks, and again, it's also I think there's a, a massive importance in in what you did l- last night of allowing it, like yeah. allowing it, like not beating yourself up over it. I've uh, I had. Um, Kizzy Erskine on, on, on my podcast yeah. and she's great and she was talking about it became a big news story that she was going to go to the Cure Awards and the dresses that she'd been sent none of them fit because she'd, she'd put on some weight over the last month or two and she didn't go to the Cure Awards and it was this big dramatic decision and I kind of asked her which apparently not many people had asked her I was like but how was your night? and she was like oh, I had a great night because I didn't have the pressure of going to the cure walls and feeling awkward and feeling ugly. I met up with a mate of mine, we went to a restaurant and we yeah. loved, had a really nice time. And it made me think of, I remember just at one time I was on the way into London for some kind of event. And on the way there, I just, it's one of the few times I don't get that anxious, but it was one time that anxiety just got me. I just, yeah. I got on the train into London at Fenchurch Street, I got off and got the train back and sent messages saying, oh, the trains have been, messed up or whatever but I've then had a really nice and relaxed night at home I watched some films I got a takeaway and the fact is that anxiety stopped me or I I allowed that anxiety at the right time yeah I mean if I'd forced myself to go through whatever night that I was clearly anxious about and was clearly going to be uncomfortable for me and unenjoyable I kind of allowed it at the right point to go look just just leave it and we'll go home and we'll We'll look after Self-care me. Self care above everything. Yeah, yeah. We'll look after me, and I'll have a nice night of. I'll get the takeaway I want. I'll get some ice cream in. I'll play some games or whatever. And that again, not that's okay. Ice cream, though, it's, yeah, exactly. It's, it's the fact of not beating yourself up about or seeing those things as failures. Yeah, because it's not. It's 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 your body has told you you need to look after yourself at this point, rather than what you perceive as your duties or responsibility. You know, in in public or in you know in these situations in social situations actually now having heard a lot a large part of your journey what when would you say you'd first started to consider your mental health um probably um, i mean i'm going straight in with a deepness here please but the first time it properly was something I was aware that I needed to be aware of was at the age of 21 when my mate uh, Jamie took his own life. Right. Um, And it was horrendous at the time. He'd he'd had a a lot of mental health issues. He'd been misdiagnosed, in our opinion, with the particular medication he'd been put on. It made him more paranoid and stuff like that. Oh, no. And it was tough, but it was something that over time I proper respected. The fact that, and again, this is his story or his story to tell but he can't but I've talked about it a few times but he he took his life on his 21st birthday um and at the time that felt the the dark horrendous heavy but with hindsight I kind of I get and respect someone saying 
this isn't working out for me. I'm going to set a date of how long I can handle this. Do you know what I mean? If 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 you're if they're struggling and going, look, this it's selfish of me to say I wish he had lived on longer in in misery, in pain, in darkness. I kind of I grew to accept and respect the fact that he went, look, this is that's the that's the date. If I've not fixed it by then, I'm I'm drawing a, a line under it. And again, I don't agree with it. I wish he hadn't, but. Well, I've, I've heard you. I've, I've heard you. Actually, understanding on that. You've had the, but you had a. I watched you at the garage with Kate Tempest about yeah, yeah, yeah. six years ago. Yeah, while back. And there's a poem in that which is quite the contrary. Yeah, yeah. I've I've got a sort of quite a, angry a piece it. called um, a, a magician's assistant, and it's again, it's the one that it's the reason I get a lot of messages from people who've been down, and ninety nine percent of the messages I've had about that song, if not more. Um, have all been positive. I've had, had one or two saying it's, you know, it's aggressive, it's angry. But the point of that track or piece... Yeah, please explain. It's, it's, it's basically saying that in those moments, understandably, you feel it's all about you. And that piece is just to highlight the other people it's about as well. Yeah. That when you draw that line, it's your, your sister who then has to continue on yes. or your parents who then or your friends who then have to continue on and that's not it's not meant to be guilt tripping anyone it's simply stating here's here's what it is but because I know that I when you're in those moments trip. all you can think of is your but I don't think that's a guilt trip at all no. I think it's a really necessary conversation because to the same extent as we don't want to disrespect the dead or, or feel as though someone was wrong for ever making a decision but I really think there's a I really think there is a continuity between the high levels of suicide with men mm-hmm. and the information we're fed about our own idea of self yeah. in that we're so un- we're so not used to emotional strain strain as well as mm-hmm. it, like you say over a long period of time yeah. or given the tools to deal with it I just there's the, like this intimacy that's mm. exactly what it is. It's the intimacy yeah. you know and I remember in some like TV show which you know amidst it was like, really deep. oh, it was Sherlock. It was right, yeah, <laughs> in yeah, a series yeah. of Sherlock, which, you know, we don't get into discussion of Sherlock. I thought towards the end of it, I thought it kind of a bit watered down for this manner. No, but seriously, there was one scene where someone is experiencing these suicidal thoughts and Sherlock's character turns around and goes, he goes, oh, you know, well, uh, it's, you know, it's my life. I can do what I want with it. And he says, it's not your life. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. he just turns around and says, it's not your life. It's everyone who knows you or something like that. And amidst this kind of essentially kind of action-packed adventure, yeah. that line stayed with me, man. Because I think that's... And that's what you touched on back then. Yeah, again, it's... it's it, and there's somewhere it's, in between. It's funny because there's an, another episode of Sherlock that when it came out, a lot of people said, that's exactly like one of your songs. So I reckon the Sherlock writers oh. are, just, are just fans, you know, because... Maybe it is. Maybe it is the same. I'm sure it isn't. They're they're amazing writers. But in that song, yeah, it ends with saying... Um, it's your life. Like the, the repeated part is, it's, you, it's your life, it's, it's your choice, are your life, so on and so forth. But on the, on the last reprise of that, it says it's your ch- choice, it's your life, it's, it's your sister, it's your parents, yeah. it's your mother. So it is the, still the your, but there's a lot of other people that are, are tied into that. Yeah. And that's kind of, yeah. And it's, and it's, it's, it's understanding that, it's understanding that, it's so important to make that more clear. Yeah. 
and uh, and that those moments like for example I have a friend Johan Harry he wrote a book called Lost Connections yes. and um, he reached out to me after I wrote an article about masculinity and he's been very supportive yeah. but there's something that I find incredible about him as a person is that through his own battle with depression mm. he's gone and researched it and found out that medication aside pretty much the root of well one could argue that the root of a lot of depression is a loss of connection be mm-hmm. that with a friend or friendship yeah, or yeah, with yeah, yeah. art or with your career or with your family um, but he himself does this thing of when he is feeling like a, lo- a loss of love or, or disconnection he openly does the opposite Right. which I think is so and I try and do that and it's so yeah, powerful so he'll be like oh I feel a bit rubbish so he'll be like hey like how genuinely like how are you or, yeah, or yeah, like yeah, yeah, let me yeah. know about your and he'll spread it it's one of the things I talk about on I've, I've talked about a, a few times is if you are down talking to a friend about it it might f- feel like oh, I'm being a burden or whatever yeah. else it's like because I mean a one in four people suffer from the depression or mental health issues at at some point so that means that they're probably gagging for someone to say oh I'm feeling this as well I I mean a lot of the time it's going to be a relief if you say here's what I'm struggling with do you think that it is because I feel like sometimes there's there's an elephant in the room a bit that's what I mean I think it it would be a relief I think if you're all not talking about it if one of you said do you know what I'm struggling at the moment then it gives the other a chance who may not have had that feeling of connection to go you know what I am as well yeah and I'm glad you you brought that rather than it being everyone sitting there thinking I can't bring it up it'll be a burden it's like if one of you brings it up it's probably lightning a load for all of you yeah true although I do think there is an um, there's a thing I want to get at as well which is sometimes it's triggering for other people and they put up more of a guard yeah and you feel as though someone opening up is reminding you of how you feel and you're like yo I need to shut that down but that yeah it's interesting it has to start again I I, I like that I mean this is one of many examples of it I think the key is a wider dialogue on it all and just awareness that other people are going through it I think with my boy Jay if if he'd known other people that most people of his age go through some kind of feelings of not knowing what your future is or where your place is or anything like that, then it might have, I mean, it might have given him that extra comfort to just, as I said, allow it, to live through it, to cope it, to find find his way gradually rather than go, I can't be dealing with this. I need to, to draw a line under it. No, totally. I agree with that. What do you think your best period of mental well-being has been in your life? Um, I mean, it's mad because, uh, as I say, and I've had a, a, a recent wobble this year, but, but up until that, I'd say it's this last year or two. Really? Since I've got in, into the acting, my, my mental outlook on it all, the fact that I'm in no rush yeah. with any of it, the fact that I see it as something that I will be doing for years and years and years yeah. and getting better at and, and, and the excitement of getting better rather than wanting everything now. I think in music in particular, there's an encouragement of, right, oh, we need a hit immediately. We need yeah, to be number yeah, one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we need to be here. I don't feel that with the way things are going in acting at the moment. It feels like it's, it's going all right. Yeah, It's going crazy for a couple of years. Imagine how it's going to be in 10 years. Yeah. And not only from a career 
point of view, but from an ability point of view, yeah. 10 years of experience, 10 years of learning and getting better, excites me. So the fact that the thing that breaks a lot of actors is auditions, and we've discussed this, how you'll go in and you'll, you'll really want to roll and you feel you smashed it, and then you don't get it, and it can break you or make you feel... I had a few years of auditions I got constantly, and then I've had a year of tons of auditions and I've not got any of them. Yeah. But at Same. no point have I felt down about it. At all of them, I thought, I smashed that. Yeah. I've built a good relationship with, with that casting director, or I've made a good impression on that producer, and I've, I've not been right for this, but... In the future. It's all, it's all on, on for the future. So that feels like a really strong place mentally, because it's stuff that I can look at and go, I can see why people are get down by that yeah. you've had 10 auditions in a week and none of them have come in and you've felt they've all gone great and you've started to to make those plans that you shouldn't make of right well I'll probably be filming that in October yeah. and I'll be in this part of the country and I can do you know yeah, it's yeah, like yeah, yeah. no you've not got the role so you yeah, start to make but yeah I've yeah not, that's tough I've kind of had a good a good a year on that so it feels like this has been the best year mental health wise because I can see where even maybe I would have previously tripped up but it's well, just what, what, that, what so what would you say is would be your worst in comparison in contrast rather um it, it it will have been some of my touring days probably immediately springs to mind is mine and Dan Lasak's first big tour of America because really? it was really hard I, str- I struggled mentally um I wasn't enjoying it I was enjoying the gigs I wasn't enjoying any of the rest but then I had the ridiculous guilt of the fact that when well, I'm touring America, that's everyone's dream. I can't, I can't complain about that. I can't say to my mates, oh, I'm struggling at the moment because yeah. they'll be like, I work in a factory, mate. Yeah. What are you moaning to me for? So it was, it was, it was a weird one then that I had this, I had a period where I wrote, I, I drafted a letter to, to Dan Lassac to say, I'm, I'm leaving this, I'm getting out of music because it was that. It's that I, I remember when I had Billy a brag on the podcast he said he was dead lucky because the thing that he sees that's hardest to to reason and, and balance is what is when people achieve their dream and they're still not happy that's darker that the, they're not achieving your dream if you're not achieving your dream like there's always something to reach for if you achieve it and you're like oh well purpose is such an integral part of yeah. being a human <laughs> i've been i've been i've had a writer's block for like months mm. for rap specifically yeah. And the other night at 10.27, I wrote, I was rich before I hit my 20s. Nowadays, I miss the desire of saving little pennies. Yeah, yeah, man. And it was like, it's that thing about purpose, isn't it? Where it's like, of course, I feel hugely grateful. And gratitude, Mm -hmm. as we've spoken about, is is, it it can completely change. Like, I'm looking forward to speaking to you in the morning. That was enough to push me out of something. I'm hugely grateful for flat, dog, girlfriend, family, you know, friends. But sometimes in those moments where you feel up against it, it's that weird paradox where it's like, it's still material what I'm talking about. It's material and the actual feeling of being like, I'm going to go there. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. Those, that purpose and those desires are absolutely key. And then again, it it is crushing if you achieve any of them. It's something that you've strived for for so long and it's not been this suddenly, it's, just, it's all solved now. It's just a thing. The world's perfect. And, and, and that happens still with loads of stuff. Like you'll, you'll get a particular gig or a particular acting role or a particular slot on a TV show and you'll be like, this is it. And then it will happen and nothing changes. Like it's, it's great for that night, <laughs> but no, nothing changes. You think it's going to be this life-changing experience. 
nope. On, <laughs> on, on continuing on to the next day. And that can be hard to get through. Hey, it's wild. Yeah. Is there any... Did you, have you already mentioned the things you do to look after your mental health? I think I did, but is there anything... Yeah, no, not really. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's allowing those things. And it goes contrast to some of the things that you touched upon because just the I've realised that I'm not I'm not an Olympic athlete Jordan so if generally I'll be healthy or whatever but if I want to eat a pizza and eat ice cream I'll eat it and enjoy it and then not beat myself up about it afterwards if you know what I mean it's, it's, it's finding that kind of st- 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 oh when I said going, to you about that yeah, you have yeah, your yeah, routine yeah. oh my god sorry but, or stopping myself Oh no, you were saying about our health and fitness can be a positive thing and not... And I completely agree, agree with that. But then also not... I think anything that you choose can become an, a obsession, damaging obsession yeah, as well. hundred percent. So I got really into my f- fitness and then I had a point where I was like, like anytime I was, I'd, I'd, I'd be weak and have, a, have some pizza or whatever, I'd be like, oh man, oh, you'd be re- I've yeah, messed up. It's I like, that. no, it's fine. It's okay. It's okay to do that because you're still b- being healthy a, a lot of the time. And the fact is, again, you're not an Olympic athlete yeah. you don't have to be on it all the time constantly you don't have to be in the best shape of anyone in the world you just have to be in better physical and mental shape than you were, were before yeah. previously or you know what I mean and try and and, and and keep that balance the physical and the mental it is all about balance because yeah. I know firsthand that health or the idea your idea of health can often become quite unhealthy yeah. and, and another one for me is, is cinema I, l- I love the cinema. I love being in there. I love empty s- cinemas, preferably. Yeah, and it just I watching a film just, on your just own. Go in the daytime. I go on my own more than I go with other people. Yeah, totally. Easily, and s- cinema is somewhere where, no matter what mental state I'm in, if I can find a good film that's on, I'll go and eat the stuff I want to eat, and I'll, I'll watch a film, and I'll just be, yeah, alive in there. I and, do, and not as an escape freedom. either. Not as escape, as enriching my life. I, I, I've always had issue with, or not issue. It's not like a campaign of mine. But people often say, "Oh, I watch films to escape reality. I watch them to enrich my reality. Of course, to, to, to enhance my reality, not to escape. It's to to go right. This is look at all the amazing things. Who that have you been speaking to that think that cinema is anti-reality? Or, or people often is say this it's a campaign. Escape. It's an escape. It's like we go there to lose ourselves. It's like no, I don't go there to lose myself. Well, if you're to... watching Transformers, arguably. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's a a good one for me and films in general I, I love films and TV and again it's the the point I stopped beating myself up about taking some time off to watch stuff rather than going well I, you know, should, be interestingly, I should be hustling you you are seeming to to be heading down a, a path I am trying to do too mm. I've definitely gone the other way in terms of like you must work every day you yeah. must da 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 um, it's the balance man because again it's that weird thing of when you've got a boss then you've got a start and an end point. Yeah. And when you're your own boss, you're going to be constantly on yourself. With, I should be doing more work. I should be doing more. Whereas yeah. if you've got a boss, then you can go, I can relax now. I'm off work. Yeah. Whereas you never have that as your own boss. Which is important like, oh, to have that. The relaxation is a guilt thing. It's like, no, no, it's not. It's part of, it's part of your re-energising and re-inspiring. Yeah. What would, um, musically, so mm-hmm. film, massive, massive um, yeah. mechanism of calm. Yeah which I agree with, especially well-written stories, comedy yeah, yeah. and tragedy in an equal amount. Also, sorry, quickly, what, what do you have popcorn-wise? 
I'm not a popcorn guy. I'm a I'm tacos. a I'm a Natural, no, tacos. Natural. I have, and this is this is intense. This is going to be intense. Oh my god, hit me! Here. What is it? I'll get my hot dog. Right. So I've been twisting my hot dog. What about if someone doesn't have a hot dog? What cinemas do you go to? I just go to big like multi Odeon views. Yeah, I don't go to all your Ponzi kind of Curzons and stuff like that. You I don't. Go in there. Yeah, neither do I. I ain't, I ain't about it. <laughs> um, so I'll get my hot dog. I'll get my big drink, but I won't put my straw in. Because on top of my drink, I'm putting my uh, Ben and Jerry's <laughs> from the scoop stand. So that goes on there so I can carry that and my ice cream. Or, or sorry, and my, and my hot dog. So I've got drink, ice cream, hot dog. In my pocket is my sweets. So I've got a big share bag of sweets. Oh, you really go in? And then I'm, going, I'm good to go. I look at that, all carried. I've got my straw in my pocket. So my, my, I'm, a, I'm a reusable straw. I bring I with really? me everywhere because I'm a good guy. Yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. That's a great, yeah, great guy. Got a little metal one in my bag, um, oh, nice. and then yeah, so I'm good to go. I can carry it all. I don't need anyone else. And no popcorn. I'm an independent woman. Really, I can do it all. Yeah, love that. That's my ice cream on your bottle. Just, just carry ice it. Ice cream on my drink. <laughs> I bought it. Okay, so music. Yes. If I'm like yo, Scrooge, you need to enjoy life right now. What yeah. song would you put on, or what album? Um, I'd put on an album. It's my album of the year this year. Have you heard Tierra Whack Whack World? 15 minutes. It's amazing. It's 15 it minutes incredible. long. It's 15 one minute songs. The, originally, I just saw the video and it's one yeah, 15 it's minute music video. It's amazing I work of art. Dog. Yeah. And then, <laughs> and then it was just to become an obsessed with the fact that these are one minute songs that could have been, been longer. pop bangers for three were? minutes. I don't know. But it's, yeah, I love it. And I think, yeah, as, a, as a, f- a 15 minute piece, has its ups and downs it has its bits oh, of are so, struggling and can we say good. that can we say it's on a podcast now I hope this it will make sure it's makes it edit if you haven't heard Soraya Whack yeah. Whack World look it up you're so right and my favourite bit in the video is the <laughs> oh honey I feel so sick so, so sad, sad. And yeah and the video just in the balloons <laughs> yeah it's <off>. amazing <laughs> it's very therapeutic yeah it actually is very therapeutic yeah um, brilliant choice and that's I mean that's a great tr- tr- as well because again you then it seems like these throwaway pop songs then you you you, you get the intense or the the hidden bits in it and yeah. that song that's about it's called it's fuck off and she's saying to an ex so yeah. i hope you, you, you you're whenever ass. i'm happy it makes you it's mad so, you yeah. remind me of my deadbeat dad fuck off yeah and, and was, <laughs> but then she's got a line that she throws in there just saying i wrote this because i felt 10 feet tall yeah and that's just so powerful because it's not this bitter i'm defeated it's like she's been used and abused or whatever and now she's like fuck yeah. you I'm a beast I'm the best I'm at top of my it's not some moany kind of oh you got one over me she's like fuck off it's, yeah, it's amazing yeah I love it yeah I need that I need a bit whack of that. world yeah I need a bit of that whack world energy if you're feeling a little bit against it I mean arguably you could also listen to whack world yeah. but you know what I'm saying though if there has, been a, has there been a song that defines a particularly Difficult moment. There's some albums I can't listen to without being thrown back to like a relationship or something. Yeah, it's tough. I, I mean, I, I, I'm not against a wallow. You know, I, I like if I'm feeling down or I'm feeling not emotional. The I love that. To, to listen that might to be it. my next album title. <laughs> That's the way. <laughs> to, to listen. I mean, Say Francis was a huge. He's now. I get to release his, yes. his stuff on my labels. Wow. He's my mate, but he was a huge influence on me because he was the first rapper I heard write about heartbreak and about struggling and he had a song called rewrite and it was the first track i'd heard that was like yeah yeah it showed vulnerability it was was rapping about vulnerability 
and that's one that I've returned to a load of times to kind of to pick me up. Or I, I don't know. I guess as a reminder that yeah. everyone's going through stuff. Everyone has has been through stuff. So maybe Sage or something like that. And uh, I mean, you've already mentioned walking, but we have a, a, a thing called whole hour, yep. which is you know take an hour out of your day. Hang on, I've just just had a just. This is going back now. I've just remembered on tour on that tour where I was struggling and then on ridiculous amount of tours afterwards this is going to surprise you a little but I repeatedly listened to the greatest hits of Cindy Lauper because Cindy Lauper is one of the best pop writers just again that's it there's emotional ones there's there's her her vocal range is amazing Mark spoke about Cindy Lauper didn't she Lauper is the one and she gets overlooked and or people who aren't into Cindy Lauper just think oh girls just want to have fun it's all right. That's not in You're my top five Cindy Lauper songs. Mad deep, she's man. amazing, and she's yeah. As if Cindy Lauper's got two massive shouts on this podcast. That's actually, mate. We she, need to do something. Can we get Cindy? Uh, can we get pr- Cindy Lauper, pr- guys? Prince wrote a song for Cindy Lauper. Prince respect. If Prince respects someone, if Prince, that's I'm, it. I'm into it. Yeah, and Cindy was was respected by the great Prince. So yeah, yeah, it's the way. Anyway, sorry, I derailed the... No, I love that. Like, you didn't derail just it. Just remembered. I was like, oh, Cindy Lauper, obviously. I think we need to... I think I'm just going to add on to, to this list of questions. Do you like Cindy Lauper? <laughs> yeah, do. <laughs> just check. Okay, listen. Um, <laughs> what, I, what I really want to get from you before we, before we finish this, I feel like there's things you want to say. Just from that perspective, what advice would you give You've mentioned it in, in various points throughout the podcast, mm-hmm. but just straight up, you know, as coming from someone who has a tangible battle in inverted commas, being a speech impediment or whatever else, mm-hmm. and then more so with you, you take on a lot, mate. You run do a fair bit, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, what what would a motivating advice say to someone who's a bit against it, has dreams, has desires, but doesn't know how to? Um, Oh, again, I, I mean, it's tough. On, on, I don't even even know where to. Just, That's a lot, actually. I'm giving you to say you have said to it start. Already. Yeah, um, I mean, on on the on the handling all of it and the coping with all of the pressures, it sounds so um, basic or stripped down to just say allow it. Like, and I, th- I think that translates constantly. Like the thing that made my breakthrough or with my stutter was just saying it's all right. I'll stutter then, rather than trying to figure out how not to. I just will. Yeah. And similar with if I'm feeling down again, within reason, it's like that's all right. Yeah. Or if anxiety gets the better of me, it's like it's all right. I won't do what that's making. You know, it's good to push past these things, but at some points, it's good to go. All right. Well, my anxiety doesn't want, or, or want me to, to to do that, so I won't. You know, it's finding these things and just yeah, allowing it. And go for a walk. Yeah, just go for a walk. Partially naked. <laughs> oh, it's great, man. Thank you so much. Thank Russell. you. It's Big been love. a pleasure. Wicked. If you would like to subscribe to our podcast, please click subscribe and um, look after yourselves. <laughs> Powered by Spirit Studios.